Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. You know, God never changes, but He's always doing something new. He never changes, but He's always doing something new. That's an interesting truth about our God. But uh, we're going to finish today on this talk on transformation and and renewing. You cannot be transformed unless you're renewed, and re- you're renewing your mind specifically. Remember, Paul taught us that with the mind I serve the flesh, or with the mind I serve the spirit. So it's your choice, right? Uh, some would like to say that it's all God's doing, and that's not the truth. God's done all he's going to do, and now he's empowered you and I to make the right choice, the right kinds of choices, to be led by the spirit or to be led by the flesh. And uh, you can catch up on any of these messages on our podcast, which I highly recommend. And hello to all of you who are listening to our podcast. I pray God's blessing upon you that great grace and peace will be multiplied to you um, in Jesus' name. God, God renews our purpose and our, and our vision on a regular basis. Um, and sometimes, you know, our, just the, the whole Christian religion, as some would call it, which I don't think it's a religion, but... Um, Christianity itself, the church, the message of the gospel is seen as an old thing. And yes, it is. And yet at the same time, it's still saving people. It's still delivering people. It's still setting the captives free. It's still changing lives. You know, and you remember those things. You remember that cross and that burial and that resurrection. Remember that he did it for us because it empowers us for what's ahead. Amen. We have, we have more tomorrows than we do yesterday's. As Christians, do you understand that? It doesn't matter how old you get in this world. As a child of God, you have more tomorrow than you do yesterday. And that's why we should never live in regret. You know? Uh, I I know regret happens, and I know that we do things that we, we regret, and sometimes those regrets will come and talk to us once in a while, you know? Try to get us down and uh, play the shoulda, coulda, woulda game. But, you know, that doesn't progress your life any. That doesn't help you move forward at all. You know, it just makes you feel bad. And when you're feeling bad, you, you don't get, you know, you're not motivated. It takes away your motivation to move forward. Because when you're feeling bad about the things you've done, it, it helps you, it, it causes you to look at the future expecting failure. Hmm? To expect failure, but you don't need to expect failure. As a matter of fact, you don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Don't look forward expecting failure. That's called fear. Fear is the expectation of failure. Fear is the expectation of evil. The scripture calls these things evil forebodings. And uh, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 15 in the Amplified Version, it says that... um, the days of the despondent, the days of the, those who are in despair are full of evil forebodings, that is, expecting things to go wrong. But he who has a glad heart has a continual feast all of his days despite their circumstances. Now, isn't that interesting? He has a glad heart, that is, one that is expecting good things. You know, you can expect good things to come. 
even though you've experienced bad things. You can still expect good things because the scripture says that Christ has become our high priest of the good things to come. He's there to ensure good things keep coming to you. That's why you should expect those things. You should also expect it because the scripture says that um, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. So that's why we're not in the business of expecting whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Right? We don't live by Murphy's Law. We live by the scriptures. We live by the word of God. And the scriptures bring us hope. And that's why we need to continually be renewed because the old things can wear us down. You get stuck. Remember, and I've asked you this question in the last couple of weeks, and I'll ask you again. Are you better at renewing? Are you better at changing things? Or are you better at living with things? Learning to just live with things as they are. Because if you live with things as they are, guess what? Then you're stuck there. Hmm? If you live, continue to live with that weight, you're going to be stuck with that weight. And let me tell you something. The older you get, young people, you better get this. The older you get, uh, you, you've been there. You and your fat have been to, together so long they become really good friends. And, and, and it's hard to separate that friendship. So anyway, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can have more vision than you do memories. When you stay close to God. And Jesus gives us this interesting parable in Luke chapter 5. Let's look at this for just a moment. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts a new wine, puts new wineskin into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled and the wineskins will be ruined. Do you know why the new wine will burst the old wineskins? The old wineskin is stuck in its ways. It's not flexible. Huh? It's lost its elasticity. And no one puts... Okay. No yeah. Okay, 38. But new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved. So what we learn really from this passage here is that the old and the new don't match. You've got to be willing to change. If you want something new, you can't just sew it together with the old. Mm-hmm. Jesus is teaching us here how to increase, how to stretch, how to expand our lives so that we don't lose the new thing. Amen? Hmm? There's always room for growth. Decide that you're going to be a student for life. That you're going to learn. You're going to continue to learn. Because none of us ever arrives at perfection. You know, Paul says, not that I've already obtained it. Not that I think I've arrived. Now, if I'm looking at people on planet Earth and after reading Paul's writings, I would say, I think you've pretty much arrived, dude. I mean, you wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. That's... I would say you've done well, but, he's, but Paul never had that mindset. And Paul even was the best of the best when it came to even living the religious life. He said, I, I was heads and shoulders above all my contemporaries. I was more zealous than all of them. Everything I did, it was all in. But he says, I'm still learning. And one thing he said, I've learned to do is to forget what's behind and reach forward to what's ahead. Hmm? Forget what's behind, reach forward to what's ahead. I press on 
toward the mark for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. So it's interesting. And it, actually, let's bring that up for a moment, Matthew Ickes. It's Philippians chapter 3, uh, verses 12 through 14, I think, somewhere in there. I'm sorry that wasn't in my notes. I want to say congratulations to Matthew Ickes, who asked Elizabeth Philpot to marry him. And she said yes. And she bears the mark of the covenant that will <laughs> not be cut. No, thank God, we're not cutting any covenant now. But uh, they're going to be getting married sometime next year. Hmm? November, this year? From March to November. Good for you, good for you. Uh, yeah, why, why, ex why extend uh, the, the time of temptation? No, just make it easy on yourselves. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that what Paul said? Better to marry than to burn. <laughs> Amen. All right. <laughs> Congratulations to the both of you, Matthew and Elizabeth. He says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. I want to talk about that word press in just a moment. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Everybody say one thing. Forgetting those things which are behind Reaching forward to those things which are ahead, look, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Sound like he's doing three things. Forgetting, reaching, pressing. Forgetting, reaching, pressing. He's, he calls it one thing. One thing I do. I press. The word press. When you think of the word pressing, are you like me? You think about exertion. I think bench press immediately, right? I think, I think press. I think exertion to push, tenacity, endurance. But this press actually doesn't mean that. It means to run swiftly. So you could say, I sprint toward the goal. Now, I'm going to show you something really interesting here. He says, I run swiftly toward the goal. I have a burst of speed. How does that happen? He says, I'm able to do this, in other words, without hindrance. I run swiftly toward the goal by forgetting what was and reaching toward what is before me. Yeah. See, those regrets are weights. What happened yesterday can be a weight. Hmm? The mistakes, the failures, those are weights. But Paul says, I forget what's behind. And the way that you forget what's behind is not trying to forget it just like, well, how can I forget that? How can I forget that I did that? Or how can I forget that they did that to me? Or how can I forget that this happened in my life? This is a, something that glares at me every day of my life. How can I forget it? By reaching forward. See, when you're focused up here, you're fo focused forward, reaching for what's ahead. Guess what? You don't have time to think about what was because you're looking at what is going to be or what is right now. Hmm? 
So that Paul is helping us. So it's, it's not that you necessarily forget it, but it's that you don't have time to think about it. Right? You just don't have time for it. You've got your eyes, your focus set on something else. Reaching forward to those things which are ahead because God, you know, he's doing it. God is doing a new thing. Two people might remember that song. Huh? You remember it? Was that DC Talk? DC Talk, yeah. Okay. God is doing a new thing. So he is doing a new thing, but you're not going to know that new thing if you're remembering, remembering, remembering. When you're driving in your car, you have a windshield set before you. You also have a rearview mirror. What are you going to be focusing on? Hopefully not that rearview mirror. If you're staring out the rearview mirror while you're driving forward down the road, you're going to kill somebody. Maybe yourself, you're going to do a lot of damage. You've got to look out that windshield, that thing which is ahead. All that rearview mirror is just a point of reference, not a point of focus. You know, where you've been is just a point of reference. It's not something for you to dwell on. Hmm? Because what is ahead of you is so important. So this is really about what you're focused on. What you're focused on is, and, and listen to me, God has a way, and the focus is this. Hebrew says it like this. Let us lay, therefore lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. So there are two things that can, that can beset you, that can hold you down. That's weights and sins. All right? There, there's, there's a weights that you carry. It's not necessarily sin, but weights that you carry from regrets and all those kinds of things. But then there's sin also that can continue to trip you up. But it says, let us lay aside those things and run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. Well, where is Jesus? Well, he's the high priest of the good things to come. Hmm? He's ahead. So Hebrews says very much the same thing that we just read in Philippians, that our focus is on him. And so because of that, we're able to run this thing swiftly, run this thing with endurance and speed. He's doing a new thing. Though he never changes, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And yet he has new things for you to experience in this life. Hmm? New joys. Amen. New love. New relationship. New promotion. I'm going to hit an amen in just a moment. Let's see. Um, new lottery numbers. I'm just kidding. Yeah. The winning lottery numbers, not just... Lo- <laughs> Stay engaged in what's happening now. Amen. Be flexible for Jesus. What is it? One of the Beatitudes, blessed are the flexible for they shall not be bent out of shape. <laughs> Have the attitude of a child. You know, watch it, having these babies in our lives it made me start thinking about when my kids were babies, which was yesterday. And now, babies are incredible. There's, there's so much, well, everything's new. Everything is just new. And um, watching my children grow up, especially at those stages of, you know, crawling and walking and all that kind of stuff, I never, ever saw these babies give up on life. You know, no matter how many times they'd fall, bang their head on a coffee table or something, 
They never saw the baby just go, all right, I'm done. I, I can't take any more. For the rest of my life, I'm going to be carried. I'm going to be changed. You're, you're doing all the work. I'm done. They never give up. They never get up because it's not in their nature. It's not in your nature. And, if, and if, if you've come to a place in your life where it's easier to just give up than go forward, then spend time with a baby. Let that baby motivate you, huh? Because you've been made to stand up. You've been made to go forward. You've been made to continue to grow and increase. Amen. To learn new things, to go to new places in your life. Amen. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter where you've been. Let's look at where we're going. Huh? A future and a hope. A future and a hope. Jesus said, if you become like a child, unless you're converted and become like a child, you'll by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, you'll by no means have what God wants you to have in this life. You got to be converted. You got to become like a child. He didn't say you got to be childish. No. What about a child? You got to have that kind of attitude toward life. Hmm? Remember that, as I said earlier, you have so many more tomorrows than you do yesterdays. Hallelujah. So you can expect good things. I want to finish with this thought. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.16, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. Hair's falling out. Back's a little stiffer. huh? Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Hmm, you're getting newer every day. The younger, the, the longer you live, the younger you get. Oh, thank God. Boy, I wish that was true in the, in the physical, but, uh, but it's true in the spirit. Amen. The longer you live, the younger you get. Amen. So that'll keep you remembering. I may be getting older on the outside, but, but there's a part of me, the real me, is getting younger. Huh? That's why you need fresh vision, a new start, new dreams, new desires. Amen. What, what will you do that you've never done before? What are you willing to do? Where are you going to go? What's your dream? What's your goal? What's being new about you? God is moving. He's moving the earth. And renewal is a part of a very healthy life. Everything in God's world, we look around creation, it's renewing. Yesterday was the first day of fall. Today, I noticed that the leaves are already starting to, starting to fall because they're getting ready for the new things coming. Hmm? A deer sheds its antlers, and that changes. Animals shed their fur. We see it all around us. You might feel like right now you're in a winter season in your life, but spring's coming. Spring's coming. Spring's a time of new things, resurrection. Amen. If you don't renew, you just get old. Hmm? I'm talking about up here. It gets slower. Huh? Develop a bad attitude. God says, sing a new song to the Lord. Do a new thing. Get new vision. Have new faith. Amen. Because if you don't change when things are changing, you're going to be left standing there, left behind. Amen. Go after all that God has for you. He said, behold, I do a new thing. And I want to show you things that you haven't known, and I'll show it to you. 
Amen. So sing to the Lord a new song and his praise to the ends of the earth. Amen. I'll leave this as I did the, lat, the, the early service. If you have to go back 10 to 20 years in your life to tell a good story, it's time to embrace some new things in your life. Amen? Amen. So when's the last time you did something for the first time? The new thing. Amen. Father, thank you for this time together with these precious people. Lord, I'm asking you that grace and peace will be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Help them to stay hungry for the new, to not get caught, to not get stuck, to not just live with things as they are, but be one who is an agent of change, continually renewing their minds so that they can see, so that they can know and experience and prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thank you, Lord, that you invite us into transformation and not conformity. Anybody can be conformed, but Lord, you've called us to be transformed. Transformed. Hallelujah. Shielded, strengthened from the, the pressures of this world, the flesh and the devil, that you've made your people more than conquerors through him who loved them. And since God is for them, it doesn't matter who's against them. Thank you, Father, for the beautiful message that has come to us and continue, that we continually hear it, God, and it never grows old, yet it is an old message, but it keeps new things, uh, new things keep coming from it. Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again the third day. Whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for bodies being healed today. Thank you right now, God, for turnaround. Thank you for victory. Thank you for breakthrough, favor. Mm, thank you, Lord, for deliverance, promotion, blessing in the name of Jesus. These are things that come from you. These are things that you want to bring your people into in the mighty name of Jesus. And have mercy on my Broncos today as well. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.